I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Please be advised that Little Miss Recap contains adult language. Wait, it's not covered up. It's wrap it up, right? Pro tip, Robert De Niro. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Little Miss Recap, the podcast where we claim celebrities are dead even though they're not. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Amy Archer. I'm your host, and I'm joined by the lovely, the beautiful, the talented, the gravy to my French fry, Steph. Hi, Steph. Hi, Aim. Right before we got on air, guys, Stephanie's like, oh my God, Robert De Niro died. And I was like, what? And we're scrolling. <laughs> he didn't die. He just had a kid. Because, you know, at 79, that's the headline you would expect is that well- he has a kid. The headline says Robert De Niro is a dad of seven, reveals he just had a baby at 79. And all I said was Robert, all I saw is Robert De Niro is dead at 79. I was like, oh my God, Robert De Niro died. Uh, Wait, wait a minute. Okay, he's not dead. That's great. 79 years old and he just had a kid? No, no, no. Hold on, hold on. Let's put it to the jury. Jury, what say you? Nope. Nope. Dude, a- what? No. It's is it like a new like does he I don't really I guess I don't really know enough about him. Does he have like a younger a much younger wife? I don't know, but here's my thing. Really that is totally irresponsible. It totally he is, is not gonna live to see this kid grow up. No, and that's sad for that child yes. to grow up without yes. a parent. Yes. I don't like it. Um pro tip Robert De Niro, cover it up, bud. <laughs> I need to know who the mother of this child is. Wait, it's not covered up. It's wrap it up, right? Pro tip, Robert De Niro. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Put a hat on it. <laughs> it doesn't say who the mother is. Okay. I, know, I guess I don't care that much. Yeah, we don't care that much. Goodbye. All right. All right, guys. Hi. We're here to talk about what? We're here to not talk Robert about De Niro. <laughs> Tiny Beautiful Things, Episode 8, Love. Love. 
love. What can we sing about love? I can't sing anything right now with my I'll voice. sing. What do you want to hear? Sing. Um. Oh, the All one that goes L is love. for, you know. I don't know that one. <laughs> sing. What is it? Sing All You Need Is Love. 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 Love. Love is all you need. Guys, I'm lip syncing because I can't. Love is all you need. If I chime in with this croakiness, it's just going to kill you. I mean, even if she's not croaky, you're going to die. So let's hope she doesn't sing. I mean, I don't want the dogs in the room to start start, howling, banging their heads off the walls. Okay, so this is the finale of Tiny Beautiful Things. Will there be a season two? What do you think? No. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's done. I don't think there needs to be. I mean, I would totally watch one, but I don't think there needs to be either. I don't think there needs to be. I don't think there is, though, because my TV tracker says that the series has ended. Like, I think it was a one and done. I don't think there was ever an option for a season two. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay. Maybe. All right. So I'm often wrong. We open on mom and Claire and they're walking the horse. We're jumping right in today. Jumping in. They're under a tree and the mom stops and she hands Claire a shovel. Now this is a dream clearly because Claire's older. Mm-hmm. And she says, you know what to do. And Claire's screaming, I will not bury you. I will not bury you. That's the opening mm-hmm. sequence. Now, mm-hmm. dear sugar. My 25-year marriage fell apart, and I'm afraid I met a new woman and can't say that four-letter word. When is the right time to say, I love you? So that is the premise of the letter, of the episode. Mm. That's the framing. Now we see Ray coming downstairs, and Claire is sleeping in the basement again after what we can only presume was a huge fight with Danny in the middle of the night after he said he's leaving. Mm -hmm. Claire is sleeping, and Ray tells her, it was your father who dropped off the money. Now, I know. Claire goes into such a tailspin. It drives me crazy. I know. Because here's why it drives me crazy. I get it, but she is scaring her child. And she's like making the kid drive scared and stuff. I did not like I that. I know. Mm-mm. I didn't like that either. Mm-mm. I understood the rage. Mm hmm. But I would never do that to my kid. No, absolutely I not. I mean, I don't think that I would. Maybe I would. I don't. I would just stop and be like, look, you don't know what's going on, and I'm sorry I'm scaring you, but we got to go. You know what I mean? Like something like that. But she's yeah. not even responding to this kid who's like screaming for her. Yeah. So now we see a flashback of Claire and her dad at the liquor store. Then we see Claire with her mom in a hospital bed. Merritt Weaver, as good of an actress as she is, does not look like she's withering away from stage four cancer. She just doesn't. No, you've seen someone die from cancer. I've I seen have. someone die from cancer. Like. This is not it. Nope. But that's fine. She's moaning from the pain. only thing. Go ahead. The only thing that could have made this worse is if she was wearing the yellow western shirt. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> from the last episode. <laughs> So Claire's trying to find someone to give her more morphine. It reminded me of Shirley MacLaine in terms of endearment. Give my daughter the medicine, which is I ugh. know, I know. So ugh, she I'm finds gonna... a she finds a doctor who tells her that her mother's body is shutting down, and she only has about two weeks left. Well, who's throwing out these arbitrary numbers? I don't know. 
so weird. I don't know. He says, anyone, go ahead. This doctor is such a dick. He's such a dick. He's like, like doctors don't act like I seriously having gone through like the whole cancer thing with my dad. And I mean, maybe obviously it was made for television, whatever, but they don't act like that. Well, here's no doctor acts like that, especially in a cancer center. I've never, I've like, it it was upsetting. Here's be nice. I've had an occasional medical professional be this way. And with the treatment of my father-in-law and I have said, you know, shame on them because you are literally dealing with people who are going through such a traumatic, scary experience. It's the worst. You're dealing with people at the lowest point, like the worst possible time in their life. Absolutely. The most painful, like have some fucking compassion, have some empathy. I hate that. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. So this doctor's like, she has two weeks left to live. So Claire's like, okay, I got to call Lucas. He's got to get here. And mom says, I know Lucas loves me. And if he, is in the, if he isn't here, it's because he can't be. But Claire's like gung-ho, like L- Lucas yeah. needs to be here. And I think part of that is like, she doesn't want to be alone. Correct. You know what I mean? So yes. she's like, she doesn't. Yeah, totally. And so Merritt Weaver can't even say, I love you. She just says love. And again, looks mm-hmm. totally healthy. And that's tough to buy. Okay. Yeah. So you want to like, see. You think they would have made her like look gaunt. You want to like, see like a performance. Go see yeah. Deborah Winger in terms of endearment. Ooh. Go see. Um, Ooh. Who else withers away in a hospital bed? Does mm, Julia Roberts and Steel Magnolias wither away or does she just die? She kind of just dies. Okay. All right. So never mind. But, but go see Deborah Winger. Don't go see Deborah Winger. There's mm-hmm. got to be more. I'm going to think. I'm going to keep thinking. Okay. So, Terms of endearment is like oh, untouchable. No oh, one, no yeah. one, no movie will ever, ever even come close. I'm not spoiling this for you, but I know you haven't seen season two of Yellow Jacket yet. But there's a scene where Misty. Um, yeah. performs the dialogue from Steel Magnolias when Sally Field is at the graveside and she's like, you know, I was here to see that beautiful creature come into this world and I was there to usher her out. You know, that whole speech. Yes, and Misty, of course I do, word Misty, for word. Misty quickly does it like perfectly. <laughs> it's so amazing. It's so amazing. I am going to start it. It's on our list. Okay, I'm good. trying to finish up something else, but it's coming. Okay. So now we see Claire in current day and she's angrily voice texting Lucas. And I feel seen because even though she's angry, she is using proper punctuation. I know. Same. That's me. That's me. I'm always like question mark. I'm always like, why are you such an asshole? Question mark. Okay. But she says fucking question mark. (laughs) So he's not answering. So she calls the house and her father answers. Ugh. So Claire is freaking out. She doesn't tell Ray what's wrong. She just is like, let's go. We're going. She goes upstairs. She grabs the car keys. But for some reason, she can't drive. Why can't she drive? I don't know. Was she that upset that she was just, I don't understand. I would, this is the part that I didn't understand. No, think about it. We never see her drive. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Doesn't someone say at some point that she doesn't drive? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, does she not drive? No, but I think 
because no, of I don't DUI? think she. Hold on a minute, though. Somewhere either in this episode or the last one, someone actually does say something about her not driving because I remember because I remember thinking like, oh, yeah, I think it was Ray or Danny. I think it was Ray was like, mom, you don't drive. That's yes. But like we know she drove in the past because she got in that accident with Jess. Yeah. So again, this is part of what did she do wrong that her whole life is derailing? Was there a DUI? Was there, you know what I mean? We don't know. I don't know. We don't know. So Mm. anyway, so for some reason she can't drive and she forces her kid to drive who looks like terrified. So in the car on the way there, Claire is grilling Ray about what her father said and like yelling at her and making her a nervous wreck. And I just wrote, I can't stand when moms can't hold it together enough to at least explain and stop terrorizing your kid. Mm, Like that's my thing. I don't expect her to have it all together, but at least say something. To Ray. I know. She's not making this kid, she's not putting this kid at ease at no, all. Not at all. Not at all. So Ray says, I don't know, like he was old and he seemed kind of racist. <laughs> <laughs> and she then then at one point she even jerks the wheel from Ray. And is like, get off here, get off here. And she's pulling the I, I couldn't even watch it. It was hard. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. They go to a hardware store. Claire is buying a shovel and shit and yelling at Ray and I, I just couldn't even deal with it. I know. Now, I in know. the past, Claire is looking for Lucas and she can't find him anywhere. So she heads over to see the horse and Lucas shows up. Claire starts freaking out on him and tells mom, tells him mom only has two weeks. And he's mm-hmm. like really upset. And I feel for him in this moment because he's young. I know. He's young. Mm-hmm. I know. So they go to the house I- to sleep and Lucas apologizes. Go ahead. I also feel bad for Claire, though, because... She's sort of the parent now. I thought about you in this inter- in this episode. Yeah. Like the I, people I who that. show up and don't show up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, not I feel like I always end up talking about my childhood. But like, you know, there was, you know, when my mom left and it was just me, you know, my younger sister. Well, I didn't you live with one of your older sisters? That. Yeah. Yeah. And for a long and all through high school. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I, that I felt because she knows that she's all he has now. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And what was really sad is, you know, they're talking about mom in bed and they're talking about dad and stuff. And Lucas says, who will care what happens to us once she's gone? I and that, that was really sad. Um, I know. So Claire and Ray arrive at the house. And they start digging up the ashes just in the middle of the night, digging up ashes under a tree. So strange. And Claire, Why? Claire says, I actually understood this part, which was weird. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. she's like, I'm not leaving him here or leaving her here with him. Like this is, I want, I know, you know what I mean? I I guess the part that I didn't understand is why dig up the mom and not just force the dad to leave? Yeah, I because don't know. that was the mom's place. If anything, she should have been left there, and he should have been thrown the fuck out. Well, and this is what I'm talking about with her character yeah. that annoys me so much is she just she just acts like she acts like a 20 year old. And they do say like when you experience a trauma as a young person, you're usually stuck there. So for all intents and purposes, yeah. she is 20 years old, and she acts that mm-hmm. way. Maybe that's what's wrong with me. Am I stuck at like 14? <laughs> 
Well, you've done a lot of work on yourself. I I have a feeling Claire has not done much. So, um, where am I? Okay. Meanwhile, Ray is screaming at her and saying, it's been 30 years. So mom's been dead for 30 years. Which makes no sense. Okay. Claire is 50. That means mom died when she was 20. Which would make sense if she was a sophomore in high in college. Right, but Ray is only like 17. 17, if that, because she doesn't yeah. drive. Oh, yeah, she does drive. She's like learning. She does drive. Yeah. She's like, I thought it was like a permit situation. Yes. So I thought like 16, 17. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just doesn't, doesn't make much sense. It doesn't. Mm-mm. But that maybe it that does, because we also – but we also don't know how long she was married to Jess. No, we don't know. But Claire, so that, like, I guess in that flashback when Claire is pregnant, she is not 33 years old. I'm sorry. She's just not. Oh, no, she's not. She's not. She's just not. You're right. Am I doing mm-hmm. bad math? No, you're definitely not. Okay. But it does make sense in the timeline of her age. It doesn't make sense in the timeline of Ray's. If right, if if Claire and Danny got back together when they were still in college, which is what I thought they did. That's what I thought happened too. But I guess we don't know. Like if you're thirty, in if you're in your thirties, and you're going to tour with a promising local band, that's that's a problem for me. That's a problem. (laughs) A little problematic. If you don't have a family or anything depending on you, then fine. You do you. Whatever you want. But yeah. he was going to ditch the family for this. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. You guys know I'm a huge fan of therapy, but what you may not know is you don't need to be in crisis to get help. See, we all carry around stressors, big and small, whether it's stuff at work, stuff with our kids, caring for our parents, even navigating friendships. Therapy is a safe place to work through those challenges. Therapy has also been a lifeline as I parent my teenage daughters. Working through some of my own stuff has made me a better mom. If you're thinking of starting, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and it's designed to fit your schedule. BetterHelp matches you with a licensed therapist who fits your needs. And you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Little Miss Recap today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Little Miss Recap. Right. Super weird. I don't, I know, it's a, that's weird. Let's, mm-hmm. We need to write into the uh, we're just going to write to the writers. Yeah, I'll just write to yeah. Reese Witherspoon, the director or the okay. executive producer. Um, dear Reese. <laughs> <laughs> so now we see Claire and Lucas arriving at the hospital, but they're too late. Mom has already died. Claire is screaming and tells Lu- tells Lucas she will never forgive him for this. 
That was the worst. That was awful. It I'm was sorry. Awful. That was really terrible. It really that is mother. like, I don't know. It's watching someone die is like. It's awful. It's awful. It's awful. But the idea of someone I love dying alone. Yeah. Is, I can't. Yeah. Like that's too much for yep. me. That will never happen as long as I'm alive. Yeah. So Ugh. current day Claire still digging up that grave when Lucas and dad show up. <laughs> Now they have a fight and Lucas tells Claire, I sold dad the house. This is where I was a thousand percent team Claire. Mm -hmm. She says, I can't believe you sold mom's house to her abuser. And dad's like, it's not true. You weren't there, Claire Bear. Like just being like ridiculous. Uh, Claire says to him, I was there. And I remember when you dragged mom off the bed by her hair and broke her pinky or when you smashed all of her dishes because you didn't like her spaghetti. Like she nailed him with details, which Mm -hmm. was perfect. Mm -hmm. And Lucas just stands there and he's like, well, he's a changed man and everyone deserves a second chance. Nope. 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 I know I have such a hard time with this because I do believe that people deserve second chances. I just don't know that I believe parents deserve second chances is that terrible well well here here's so here's what i mean does father deserve a second chance in that he's not in jail and he can live his life how he wants sure okay right but right but claire doesn't owe him a second chance and neither does nope i mean like that that's a boundary that claire can set i don't want you're right person in my life you're right. That's it. No, you're right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm feel. wrong. You're right. Nope. I agree with you. I'm, I take back that. <laughs> you're right. I really? reject that. Claire says, dad does not love you, Lucas. He doesn't know how to love. And Lucas says, before mom died, she told us to forgive. And Claire says, you weren't there, Lucas. Boom. And Lucas says, when are you going to stop holding that over my head? And Claire tells Lucas, I never should have given you anything, ever. My marriage is over because of you. I wasn't with mom when she died because of you. Meanwhile, Ray's like, what? Your marriage is over? What? Yeah, I know. And then Claire tells him, she tells Ray to go to the car, and she looks at the father, and she says, this is not over. And she leaves. So here's the thing. So Claire drives me nuts in... The way that she just freaks out like a fucking psychopath. Yes. Like we get it. Yes. We get it. But again, we're seeing it again here. And this is why it's like, you're right. She's so stunted yeah. in that like trauma of the dad. Yep. And it, it, it totally plays out here. On our Yellow Jackets podcast, um, Amanda and I have this saying that Lottie says to somebody, you're in the vice grip of your trauma. She is in the vice grip of her trauma. Yes, yes. she is. 100%. She is. This scene is sort of when I started to have a little bit of empathy for Ray. What because scene? Where seeing, she's yelling at Lucas and the dad? Where she's yelling at the dad and yeah. the kid is just standing there like, what? That's how she finds out about the yeah. divorce that's coming. And like... She's traumatizing her own child because she hasn't dealt with her own trauma. And I think that's why I've hated this kid so much because she's acted like such a bitch throughout this whole series. But now it kind of makes sense because it, you can see that she hasn't really been 
parented. I don't know if like present, she hasn't been parented, but she also doesn't really know how to parent. Right. Right. Yeah. And that goes back to that because earlier episode where yeah. um, Danny's mother says to Claire, you had to figure out how to parent yourself. Yes. And yes. I don't know. I don't yeah. think she figured and Ray, it out. She didn't, but Ray's paying the price. Yeah. 100%. So like when Danny says to her, like, you've never been present. What does he say in that argument when the, he says, like, they have a fight and he does say something like you've never been here or she acknowledges that she was never really present. Yeah. Yep. And that's really fucked up. So like, it's sad because you, you're seeing the fallout of what her dad has done to her by not being a good parent. But you're also watching her be a really shitty parent. Yeah. Yeah. Also. So it's like, ah, all right. No, I, I totally agree with you. And I don't think, you know, my mom always says like kids could easily, this is guys go at my mother. If you disagree with this, my mother says that kids can forgive or get over a disappointing father easier than they can a disappointing mother. And I think that's the problem with Ray. I think like, her mother being checked out is so much worse because Danny's checked out too. Yeah. You know what I See, mean? See, I don't I dis I don't know that I agree a whole like completely with your mom. Yeah. Sorry, Donna. Go ahead. Go I at her. Go more, at her. I think no, I'm not gonna go <laughs> at her. I just feel like I think it's more of the disappointment of like the same sex parent. Oh, yeah, it could be. Because could be. I have that with my mom. Yes. But I had such a good relationship with my dad. Right. That I don't feel like the horrible relationship that I had, like not being mothered, mm -hmm. quote unquote, mm -hmm. really affected me. I don't know. Well, here's it? the like, thing, though. I don't here's, know. But here's the difference. Not to get like too much into a therapy session. No, but I want um, to. Here's the difference, though. You had older sisters who I think at times stepped in and to mother me. and mothered you. Yeah, you we know all what I kind mean? of have mothered each other. Yes, it's kind of funny. Claire doesn't have yes, that, right? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, okay. I think that makes a difference. I think that yep. when you don't have a mother or you go through, you know, when I was a teenager, I went through particularly difficult times with my mother, and I yeah. sought out mother figures. You know what I mean? Like, that's what we do. Yeah. And I don't think Claire I did know. that. Because Claire, she only had Jess's family. She didn't feel accepted by them. She had, mm. like, think about the difference that Patrick's mother has made in your life. I, there are no words. You know what I mean? Like, I have the greatest mother-in-law on the planet. Right, she has stepped into that role for you. Yeah. Claire, oh my God, Claire does not have that with Danny's parents. She does not have that with Jess's parents. Like, she just has nobody. I know Patrick and I have often had conversations because I'm like, you know, I'm very close to my mother-in-law. But, you know, we met each other sort of, I don't want to say later in life. I was 30. I was 29. No, I was 29 when but I started like, dating Timmy. But I feel like I didn't. Okay. So my thing is like, because I feel like I missed out on so much of that love Sure. From a mother figure in my 20s that I didn't have with my ex-mother-in-law because she sure. was a nightmare. But sure. so it, it actually makes me really sad when I think of like 
oh my God, we're in our 40s. My in-laws are in their late 70s. Like mm-hmm. the reality of like, they're not going to be here forever is like really hitting me extra hard mm-hmm. because I know that the loss of my mother-in-law is going to be really hard for me. Yeah. Because I, I, she essentially is a mom that I never had. He has stepped in and really nicely mm-hmm. filled out that role for you and for the boys mm-hmm. as a grandmother. And the boys. Yeah. yeah she is. So I think yeah. like when you think about Claire though, she doesn't have anybody around her. She doesn't. That makes sense. She doesn't even have a sister. I know. She's completely alone. Oh my God. Could you imagine a situation where Jenny had a mother me? You'd be fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what like I'd what would like that look like. I feel like on the doorstep crying. I don't know what yeah. would happen to me. Like what would that look like? <laughs> Sorry, Jenny, but you know. Okay, so now they're driving home, and Ray is sobbing because she heard Claire yell, "The marriage is over." Claire tell Claire finally realizes this kid is traumatized. Tells her to pull over and hugs her, and Ray says. Ray says this was all her fault. She told Uncle Lucas that she had a college fund, and that's probably why he asked her for it. If they get divorced, it's her fault. And she's doing the crying and yelling. Mm-hmm. Claire actually comforts her and is like a decent mother in this role. Yeah. I so know she does. Then we see they go out, they lie in the pasture where <sighs> Merritt Weaver took Lucas and Claire when they were young. In the very unsafe situation <laughs> of laying amongst horses. One of my friends is a horse person and has confirmed that this is dangerous. <laughs> it is dangerous. I have a friend that's a horse person yep. too. Yep. Crazy. So um, then she sees, so then she starts talking about the Dear Sugar letter. So I actually printed a little bit of this out. Listen to me, I sound like mm. I'm 907. But I wanted to just read a little bit of it. So Dear Johnny, the last word my mother ever said to me was love. She was so sick and weak and out of her head, she couldn't muster the I or the you, but it didn't matter. The puny word has the power to stand on its own. I wasn't with my mom when she died. No one was. She died alone in a hospital room. And for so many years, it felt like three quarters of my insides were frozen solid because of that. I ran it over and over in my mind. The series of events and choices that kept me from being beside my mom in her last hours, but thinking about it didn't do a thing. Thinking about it was a long dive into a bucket of shit that didn't have a bottom. I would never be with my mother when she died, and she would never be alive again. The last thing that happened between us was always going to be the last thing. There would be the way I bent to kiss her and the way she said, please no, when I got close because she couldn't any longer bear the physical pain of people touching her. There would be the way I explained I'd return in the morning and the way she'd barely nod in response. And then she goes on and on. And then that line, my mother's last word to me clanks inside me like an iron bell that someone beats at dinner time. Love, 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 love. It's amazing. And it's, it's so like, I've said this all along. The dear sugar parts of this are the most authentic because that is Cheryl Strayed's experience. Do you know what I, I mean? Know. Like that's the I actual do. letter. So that I happened. And like she's crying. writing from such a place of authenticity. I know. That you just so know it happened. Right. I know. It's so beautiful. So that happens. And then um, the last scene is Danny showing up at the therapist's office late at night. He says, thanks for seeing me. And she says, what you did was brave. 
They go inside. She puts her hand on his back. What do you think? I don't know what to think. I know. I know. I don't know what to think. I truly don't know. I don't know either. Um, Do you think they're banging? I don't know. But again, did she know the whole time that Claire was writing these articles? Like, I I I was confused because I'm wondering... Did she know and she sent them to him as her way to kind of reconnect no. them? No, I don't think so. Oh, drove me nuts. I also don't think that they were having an affair because if they were having an affair, he would have met her somewhere else, not at her office. Do I but think do I think there's an inappropriate closeness? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. It's still bugging me. I don't know what to think though. I wanted to think that maybe she knew the whole time and it was going to come full circle, but it didn't. And that part really pisses me off because I needed that to, you know, I needed to know yeah, what was happening with that. And I just still don't. But that's my opinion. I think there's an inappropriate closeness. I think she's not a good therapist for them because she's clearly on his side. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll tell Ugh. you right now, Janet has told me several times, if I ever need to talk to with Timmy about something or work something out, she is not seeing us mm-hmm. because she is my therapist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I feel yeah. like this therapist is his therapist. And yeah. well then you're right. She doesn't have the therapeutic alliance with Claire. And so Claire can't trust her. And nothing can happen 100%. in therapy if you don't trust yes. her. Yes. This is completely making sense now. Mm-hmm. But it still doesn't answer why. No. Ugh, no. Whatever. But you're right. So uh, I wanted so much more from that. I know. So then Ray tells Claire, you know what, mom? Maybe you ended up where you were supposed to be when your mom died. Like maybe you should have been with Uncle Lucas. And Claire looks at her and says, I fucking love you. And Ray says, I fucking love you too. And oh, then we I see Mayor Weaver wheeled in on a hospital bed. <laughs> and... Grown up Claire goes over to her and, you know, she tells her she loves her and supposedly, you know, that's the end of it. I know. So I'm trying to think if there was a season two, what they could do, but they can't. There's nothing. Season two would have to be about, I want to know when that first marriage ended and when, what time frame, how old was she when they, when she and Danny got back together and I, I want to see more of those younger years because you just pointed out something earlier that completely confused me now about how old they were. And I'm like completely yeah. thrown. I have, so the, the, I have the timeline right here. So Claire, current Claire is 49. Yep. Mom died 30 years ago. So she died when Claire was 19. But, but Ray is yelling it's been 30 years. Ray may not, like it may not be 30 years exactly. We right, know that she sure. was a sophomore in college. So let's say she was 20. Yeah, that's all my, I mean, my kids are 20 and sophomores in college. So that, I mean, that makes sense. Yep. Ray is 16 or 17, which means when Claire had Ray, she was 32, 33 or 34. Yeah. Like a whole decade of time. Yeah. Where'd it go? Where did it go? Yeah. So I think it's a limited series. I think it's a great limited series and I don't think they should do a season two. All right. So. 
I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the series. I loved it. Yeah, I really I did. It was there real- were a couple. Yeah, there were a couple episodes in the middle that were like eh for me, but yeah. I it felt redeemed like itself it in a really, really big way. I felt like it was really emotionally manipulative, but that's okay. I enjoyed it. It was. Me too. Okay. So next, Amy and I are going to do our favorite Netflix series, Virgin River, which, you know. I love that damn show. We love I it. love it. We love to hate it. Yes. We do love it. And all of its ridiculousness and cheese factors. Can't be we so- love it. We love it. We love it. We love it. So season five is coming back, we think, June or July. So watch this space. Subscribe. You will hear us talking about that. Um, We might have other shows on the horizon, but we're not announcing anything yet. Because Well, we do have other shows. We're not announcing yet because we're not 100% sure. But definitely Virgin River. Definitely Steph and I. And that will be coming at you this summer. And keep listening because Amanda and I are still doing Yellow Jackets. All right, guys, and if you haven't already, find us on Instagram at Little Miss Recap or visit our website, littlemissrecap.com. Thanks, Steph. Thanks, Aim. Thank love you. Thank you for doing this with me. It was fun. I had so much fun. Okay, I love you. Love you. Love you. Bye. Love you more. Bye.